Carry on my wayward son. I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. What? Sick for you to do. Don't you cry no And this is Monster of the Week, a podcast dedicated to the TV show Supernatural. And we're here to kick off our coverage of the unfortunately short season three. How are you, Chris? I'm pretty good. I'm better than the writer's strike that took the show down in 2007. Ooh, man. Yeah, we have an abridged season. I think there's only 16 episodes compared to our usual. It's a 10 year old burn right there. (laughs) Yeah, you you really told him. (laughs) Watch out, writers. I'm coming for you 10 years later. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to very quickly find out who wrote this episode that we're going to be covering. I don't see it anywhere, so my joke is already failing me. Oh yeah, it's written uh, by Eric it, Kripke. So like, yeah. fuck you, Eric Kripke, <laughs> Emily <Yeah>, McLaughlin. <laughs> come at us. Actually, just come at us on Twitter so that we can talk to you and get you on the show. That'd be really fun. Yeah, that'd be so great. <laughs> yeah, we fans. love you guys. You guys are great. Love your work. <laughs> Cut the podcast podcast off now. And just assume yeah. that we say good things for the rest of the season. You don't need to watch any or listen to any more of this. No, no. But you you can't leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, please, Eric Kripke. Please Eric. <laughs> Eric, please. <laughs> Eric, baby. What's up? It's, it's your boy, Jeremy. I'm here to talk to you about your iTunes reviews and how you're lacking in them right now. You need to get up on that. Eric, please. <laughs> Eric. All right. Let, anyway. Let me see the password. I want that iTunes password. If everybody could just leave, go to iTunes and leave a review that just says, what am I supposed to go dark side or something? <laughs> yeah. You that would make me think about it. <laughs> Five star reviews and just what do I have to do? Go dark side or where's Eric Kripke or just oh, anything. <laughs> that's all we're asking. I don't yeah. think that's very much. That's not, I mean, that's not a lot to ask for our listeners, right? No. No. So Jeremy, do you want me to hit you with the row far? I do. As a matter of fact. Well, not with, not with, uh, not with our road so far, or their road so far. Okay, anyway, I'm just going to hit you with it. Yeah. Uh, I have I have Autumn writing these for us now, so you can blame you can blame Autumn for all of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. The Winchester brothers are in the demon hunting business, and business is, is good. good. Sorry. <laughs> After letting hundreds of demons escape from hell in the finale of season two, they're trying to make good for their mistake. Dean, meanwhile, having sold his soul to a demon, is in the process of clogging up his veins with as much cholesterol as possible, or as he possibly can, in his remaining year. That would have been a lot more coherent if I had giggled through every single sentence. You, you really did. I don't know if you were expecting me to write hunks at any time or, or what, but uh, I would just, you really... I think it's the expectation is more, is more funny than the actual word now. It might be, yeah, because we're not... We haven't done that joke in a little while, so maybe you just keep expecting it, but I'm not going to deliver. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to come back to, like, season five. Oh man, this first episode, this opener is kind of a bummer to me, Chris. I I don't really dig this episode very much. Like, there's some funny moments, and we get a lot of, um, I think mostly for Bobby, right? Like, I, I like I like a whole mm-hmm. lot of what they do with Bobby in this episode. But otherwise, like our main big bad of this episode is kind of a, a kind of lame. Like, I don't like the, I don't like this interpretation of the of the way demons yeah. work in Supernatural. Um, so I I used to really like this episode. I used to think it was really cool that the seven deadly sins were manifest as these demons and we are introduced to Bobby as he's, you know, not introduced to Bobby, but as he's going to be throughout the series, like he's, he's out there with the boys, like on, 
you know, on the ground doing work with them, not just a guy that they call, you know, once a season. This is the introduction to Bobby as a main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, to, we also meet a, 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 the spooky blonde character, as I was referring to her, because I don't know when we learn her name. So I'm just going to keep calling her the spooky blonde until I have confirmation on her name. Um, so we're, we're, we're introduced to episode two. So, like at the end of this episode, okay. we'll be able to name her spooky blonde. Um, she shows up and that, you know, that's interesting. That has a lot of, uh, raises a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So I like what the episode does in, in some ways. In a lot of other ways, the episode really felt like a dud this time around, except for basically everything that uh, Sam and Dean do together and with Bobby, uh, because those relationships are always fun to watch, but the episode as a whole, um, not the biggest fan of, but let's, let's get into it and let's not write it off too soon. Okay. Well, to start off with, let's get into our very brief episode description, uh, which is an official episode description from, I don't know, someplace on the internet. The Magnificent Seven, written by Eric Kripke, directed by Kim Manners. Air date was 10-4-2007. And the third season opener, Sam and Dean team up with Bobby, but they have their hands full as they battle seven deadly demons who use the dark side of human nature to their <laughs> advantage. And that was definitely emphasis on dark side just for you, Chris. I want you to know that I did Thank that you. just Thank for you. you. Um, we do get our uh, our traditional like road so far thing where they kind of sum up mm-hmm. the previous seasons. And man, I don't I don't know what it is. This one didn't really like it's it it was cool. I think I don't really like Hell's Bells that much by ACDC. Like it doesn't do much for me. Um, I don't also I kind of just don't like ACDC. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like there's only a couple of songs by them that I really dig. Like even Axl Rose being in that band now doesn't get me very excited. And I'm a dumbass. Axl Rose is an ACDC now? He took over the uh the as the main guy. Like he's the one singing for ACDC now when that other dude whose name I don't know lost his voice or whatever. Sweet Jesus. This All is right, probably well. like five year old information, y'all. So don't trust me. I have not Googled you know, this. I, I just remember seeing that somewhere. Like I don't probably at a fucking it. dentist office somewhere. I don't know if it's <laughs> true or not <laughs> i'm usually just when it comes to axel it's all about november rain for me sure, um yeah but so this road so far if nothing else paints the boys as like badasses because they're like kicking down doors and shooting people and kissing chicks like yep, they're having yep. like the real typical like they're having a real hunk fest they're and having I think a real you, hunk fest yeah okay. if you were a new viewer or maybe you had just been a casual viewer before i don't know how you'd be getting any enjoyment out of it um because we must remember that this was on tv at a certain point <laughs> um <laughs> i mean it still is but um you would be getting a different kind of view of the boys i think than what they actually are not that they aren't badasses, but it really does. I, I felt like it painted them as like real tough, cool guys. It stresses them as the, the action case. heroes, right? They're yeah. not the, yeah. not the emotional babies that they are. So like, it doesn't, <laughs> there's not like a sad, there's a whole different intro that you could paint. And maybe we should do this one day. I've just like, get um, like the saddest song we can possibly imagine and just edit together all of their emotional crying and hugging together. <laughs> like that's, that's, that would be a, probably a more accurate, but this is fine. Like this is going to set us up for most of the season, which is, this is kind of an action packed season. Like they're going to fight a bunch of dudes, but um, yeah, our cold opens pretty basic. We see a dude possessed by a demon. Like it's their typical okay. like smoke falling into this dude's mouth, and that's that's pretty much it. I just have to say that in all the times that I've watched this show, see the first five seasons I've seen at least at least five times, if not more, because this is all I used to do. I have never noticed that this dude looks over at all of his neighbors' cars. They're all super shiny, nice cars. Then he looks at his piece of shit car. It's all dirty, <laughs> and then he goes. Yeah. Ah. He's and then he really walks forward, and then he gets then he gets possessed by a demon. He gets possessed by the demon that is what gluttony or envy. Envy, envy. envy. yeah. So, and this is this is going to be when we said that there were seven deadly demons. It's literally what you're talking about. Like it's it's literally what you're thinking right now. Seven deadly sins. So we've yeah. got enemy. We've got 
Did I say enemy? No. <laughs> We've got envy. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time I saw Lust, seven. Gluttony, greed, Lust, gluttony, sloth, greed, wrath, wrath, envy, pride. And pride. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I had the Wikipedia article up. I was about to say, man, like you were Johnny on the spot with that. I didn't realize you were cheating on this podcast. Though. That's yeah, I have my Bible open right now, actually. So. <laughs> After we see this dude get possessed, we get uh, Sam, who is like actively searching to try to find a way to break Dean out of his demon deal. Uh, listeners, if you don't remember, at the end of season two, Demon sold his soul for one year, and uh, excuse me, he sold his soul in exchange to in exchange for Sam's life, bringing Sam back to life from the dead, and also gave himself one year to live. So, at the end of season three, if they don't figure this out, Sam, uh, excuse me, Dean is going to die. So we yeah. have to somehow deal with that. Uh, meanwhile, Dean who made his no squelching bet has, has decided, fuck it. I'm going to live out life to my, to my fullest. And he's just cramming his mouth at all times with food, garbage. And he's just like gross banging chicks all over the place. Yeah, like, he's, he's cramming a few other things too. Uh, well, so <laughs> Sam is sitting like, like feet, mere feet away, just like right outside the window of this motel on the phone with Bobby talking about fucking, you know, whatever they talk about. Uh, while Dean is just getting it on with some chick he probably just met. Yeah. And it's, it's one of these weird scenes where, because we see a lot of the Winchesters looking through windows at each other and other people, and I really just like really just wish they wouldn't learn how to shut a fucking blind every once in a while. Like, <laughs> well, actually, that's the thing is, Dean does he he very dramatically. I just punched my mic very hard. Uh, Dean very dramatically closes the 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 blinds, and then you can just see the silhouette of. Oh I god, that, that was worse. You're right. That made it way worse. <laughs> he made it worse. <laughs> Um, and it keeps and it keeps getting worse for Sam, who's like, I don't want any part of this. Just drive away for a few minutes, Sam. Just take a take a whirl around the block. But he at some point goes in to get Dean, and I don't know what he sees. But when they're driving away, uh, finally after Dean's had his you know cele- celebratory uh, evening, they're driving away, and Sam just goes, um, "Let me see your knife." And he's like, "Why?" He's like, "So I could gouge my eyes out." <laughs> <laughs> Sam looks like the green faced uh, emoji, right? Like he looks like he saw something disgusting in there, which <laughs> Dean, what could you possibly be doing? Like, it's just normal sex. What are you doing in there? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Bobby is right. That's why yeah, they come, before, that's why before Bobby's clue comes up. Mm-hmm. Sam is actually for once, not a stick in the mud. And he says, you actually deserve to have a little fun. He's like, all right, I, I kind of feel bad for you. <laughs> well, gee, gee, thanks, Sam. I'll remember that the next time I bring you back from the dead. Thanks yeah. for allowing me some goddamn pleasure in this world. I appreciate your permission, Sam. <laughs> just, yeah, no sweat, bro. No as sweat. much as I, as much as I don't like a lot of Dean's, um, <clears throat> end of the world shtick in these two episodes or in this specifically in this episode i'd still like he's still miles ahead of sam in my mind yeah yeah autumn and i were talking about this at the bar yesterday of just she was like man i just i didn't realize how much i like dean i was like i know dean is the best he's a good dude i feel like uh maybe it was i don't know if it was this episode or the next episode i felt like they started to play with sam a little bit more because like that's got to be some feedback there. Like Sam in a lot of ways is very unlikable and they need to start like spicing him up a little bit, or at least like turning his character, which they're doing. Otherwise he's just going to be a, a stick in the mud for you know the next 15 years. Uh, well, actually Dean, what you were doing right there is probably wrong. And then of course you try, you wanted to do it on your right hand. And yeah, Sam is a, a, Sam's fine in this episode. He's actually kind of okay in this episode, but yeah, man, he does make some pretty terrible decisions. That we're gonna we're gonna see that. Oh, f- certainly. But um, so it's been five days since season two. We we hear that that you know it's been five days since the demons were let out, uh, since everything went down, and they haven't really been able to pick up any clues. 
but uh, as to what you know the demonic activity what's going on bobby like you said has a lead um it's a loose lead but they all decide to meet up uh at this farm somewhere in america and there's yeah they they find a bunch of dead bodies that have been there for a while um, it's notable that Dean busts in here and yells out the word "candygram" real loud without knowing what is going to be behind this door. He just busts into these people's house and yells the yeah. word "candygram." Uh, find all these dead this, bodies, and then um, yeah. they, it doesn't they go- lead to all that much. I mean, I get it's one of the you know sloth or whatever killed them. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, the the setting up of the house I thought was or have always thought was kind of cool because it is a, it's a rundown house, but it's not. Um, it's not an abandoned house. You know, it's pe- it looks like people should be there. The cicadas going crazy everywhere is a little bit spooky. Them going through the house for like a minute is kind of fun. And then they find the bodies uh, just passed out dead in front of the TV. It looks like they just, just care. I don't know. They just died. They just let themselves die. Yeah. Do um do you think I should put cicada noises underneath this entire podcast and see how many people notice? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, there's um. I teach you start flooding them, in cicadas yeah. in the podcast. What's going on? Sorry. <laughs> at some point, one of the one of the three, Sam, Dean, or Bobby, says, uh, "Check for sulfur." And I just want to know the listener to know, just in in case they've never watched the show before, this is going to be a very commonly repeated phrase for the next thirteen seasons. So just be on the lookout. Drink every time somebody checks for sulfur. All right. Yes. yes absolutely. The monster of the week approved drinking game. Which is just drink while you watch Supernatural. <laughs> like do whatever you want to. It's way better that way. Um, they during all of this while they're kind of um, staking out, and they're when they're. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Dean breaks around, breaks free of Sam and uh, Bobby to go like search the grounds to find more clues, and that's when he gets uh, kind of dropped by these other two hunters. That's going to be our, our big guest stars for the episode. I didn't write down their names. Obviously, I thought that they were. <laughs> I think it's Isaac and um, I don't remember I his wrote, girl's name. I wrote Queen Elizabeth for her name the entire okay. time because she has a British accent. Excellent. Um, I think her name is uh, something with the T, Tamara. Okay, Tamara. so it's not Queen Elizabeth. It's definitely Everybody. not Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Having a British accent does not make you the Queen of England. <laughs> Thank God. <clears throat> so yeah, Isaac and Tamara are two hunters. This is our first time that I've seen like a hunter, a hunter couple right like these two people are yeah. romantically involved with each other they're out to hunt people um specifically these demons and uh yeah they just there's some back and forth but they just pretty much straight up say like we don't want to work with you because we know you guys let out the demons right yeah they just sam and dean are just they're just totally on the chopping block for this one which means that you know they're not exactly going to be accepted in the hunter community like they were before they I mean they barely were before because they got sam being a freak um but yeah, the, it's not good for the reputation, certainly. No, not at all. I mean, first they knew, first it was, like you mentioned, Sam having these kind of questionable history and past and these weird powers. And now it's pretty well known. And as we'll see in like future episodes that, you know, Sam and Dean and Bobby and Ellen were all at this place that opened up the demons and, you know, opened up the gate to hell. And most of these hunters think that Sam actually did it on behalf of the demon, which is kind of yeah. a frightening thing. So now they're on the run for from the police from the hunters and they're chasing demons. So this life is not great for the Winchesters right now. Yeah, it's not, it's not super. Uh, we do see our person from the cold open. He, he's in a shoe store for some reason, because that's where you go for envy. Right. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. like makes some people like get in a fight about some shoes. Yeah. A woman murders another woman over some shoes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really know why she did it. Um, is this when the boys show up at the shoe store? I believe so. Yes. At some point we get a, we get a glimpse of the uh, spooky blonde 
right? Yes, I, I'm, I'm neglected to mention that. While they're arguing with the uh, with Tamara and Isaac, we see the blonde and the kind of kind of back in the background, like kind of stalking them a little bit. So yeah, we we yeah. see somebody going a little crazy. Um, they they find a demon, so and that they decide to stake out. I think Bobby has at this point figured out who it is, or just not, or not quite yet figured out, but it is. But they're going to stake this demon out to see if they can find other demons, like see if we can lead him to the demon pack, which is. Yeah. For the Winchesters, a surprisingly smart idea, right? <laughs> this is yeah. this is yeah. good. Up until Isaac and Tamara just walk straight up into the bar where all the demons are and just ruin this whole surprise. They just they just keep fucking everything up and they're mean to Sam and Dean and I don't like it. Yeah, they they're not great. I like I like the actress that plays Tamara and uh, I went and, she's been in other stuff that's really cool. Like I like her a lot. Isaac, she I she ever take played the leave. Queen of England. She never played. She was in some weird a bunch of weird English stuff involving royalty, but I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think that the England royal family is progressive enough to accept non-white people yet. So that's that's a bummer yeah, for Tamara. So. Um, but the result in all of this stuff is that these demons get a hold of Isaac and force him to start drinking Drano in front of, uh, yeah. and that's that's real gross and bad. Mm-hmm. And luckily, uh, for the second time, our our boys just sh- just run the Impala right up into a bar. <laughs> I, th- I think it's Bobby's car. <laughs> Is this Bobby's car? I thought it was the I Impala. Bo- I think they backed Bobby's car into it. I could be wrong. But uh, I thought it was the Either Impala way, because they, they back the car disregard. up. And then they start like super soaking everybody with holy water. Um, and yeah. then they, Dean grabs a demon, pops the trunk, and there's a devil's trap on the back on the bottom of the trunk lid. Throws the demon in the trunk, closes that, grabs Tamara, and they jet. And this is one of the yeah. coolest scenes in this in this episode. I it's, love this so much. It's pretty good stuff. And this is also Dean's kind of, you know, devil may care attitude coming forward a little bit because we got to remember he's only got a year to live. So as much as he's eating all the cheeseburgers that he wants, he doesn't care about his cholesterol as much as he's, you know, being free with whoever, you know, he meets. Um, he's also he's got to get that violence streak coming back because he doesn't really care, you know, anything that happens to him, it doesn't matter. So while Sam's pulling um, the queen away, uh, you know, throwing her in the back seat, saying, you know, Isaac is dead, leave him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean stays behind for a second, then you just think, like, oh shit, Dean, what the fuck are you doing? He's just throwing punches, and that's when he grabs uh, yeah, Envy, yeah. throws him in the trunk, and that's that's a pretty badass move. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a running theme of Dean putting himself in harm's way because he really at this point does not care if he dies. He has a year, but he's like, I'm I don't really need a whole year. Like I'm I'm banging chicks, I'm eating cheeseburgers, and I'm killing demons. Like he's he's kind of living life to his fullest right now. Yeah. which i guess i mean this is kind of dean's ideal life if he's not going to be a pa in hollywood right like this could be one or the other <laughs> it's either yeah. going to be boss to the wall exciting and crazy or literally the, the lowest rung of the totem totem pole in a hollywood movie <laughs> filming yeah career. that's um, Dean for you they interrogate the demon and there's a lot a lot of yelling back and forth the demon accuses them of being sinners and like there's a lot of back and forth the all of this goes into Tamara exercising the demon and killing the, the dude in the process that the, that the demon was possessing. So mm-hmm. this is when I think uh, Bobby figures out that they're fighting the actual seven deadly sins. Yeah. Some, somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, like, oh, this is, this, is this where we get to, uh, we get to hear Bobby just absolutely lay into queen Elizabeth here. Yeah. I'm just going to keep calling her that. It's not, yeah, it's it's not going to stop. Call her the queen. That's cool with me. Um, queen. I'm not going to put that. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out immediately. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they, yeah. He's just like, he's really mad at her because they had this whole plan. Like you were saying earlier, they're staking mm-hmm. out the bar. They're trying to figure out exactly what they're up against before they just go ro- run headlong into it. Because they, they also realized we kind of brushed over it that 
nobody was being possessed by the demons. Like it didn't fit with the pattern of what they've seen before because they're just being like tricked or whatever. The, the seven deadly sins have a special power to, you know, draw out that you know specific sin in a person. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, Bobby's trying to figure that out. He's not going to let the boys run in guns blazing. Uh, and but that's exactly what the queen and Isaac do. They just they go in there. They Isaac gets himself killed, uh, and they're the boys are forced to go in there uh, and, and save and the queen before yeah. and clean up their mess. And now it's like okay, well, um, according to uh, Envy, who they had tied up here, he's saying well, they're going to come for you now. So Bobby just he loses it. He like screams at her. You're like, God damn, Bobby, you're out here killing it. <laughs> Bobby being in the field is something very special compared to Bobby just working his uh, like HQ mentality, right? Yeah. Like it's it's him in the field. He wants to. He's it's, he's something that we don't haven't seen a lot of, which is an old hunter. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like the hunters that we know about that are of a certain age, which is John and then Ellen's ex husband, ex husband, but uh, Ellen's husband, like both are dead. All of the other hunters mm-hmm. we've seen are kind of like mid thirties at most, right? Like, you know, yeah. um, it's uh, not, a, it's not a profession you live long in. Exactly. So we we haven't seen. So Bobby is you know being careful, having a plan. Like obviously he's done this a few times. Like even though the yeah, that's stakes the reason are he's still alive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Envy tells them, Hey, you're, you, now they're all going to come for you. Like we, they know how to find you. They're all going to come for you. So they start prepping the house while like, I, I shall not be moved plays, which just seems really weird. Um, <laughs> it's just a weird song to pick, but doesn't matter. Um, uh, oh, I also just wanted to, to, to quickly mention uh, when they have Envy tied up, he does the whole, like, I am Legion for we are many, which oh, is like yeah. the corniest, most overused line ever. They if didn't. They didn't use that line in the actual TV show Legion. That should tell you how corny yeah. it is. Yeah. He, he, the guy's able to deliver like kind of okay, as if he's like, I know we've all heard it a million times, but I'm saying it for your benefit, hunters, because I want you to know what you're up against. But yeah, it's it's a little bit rough, and he starts calling out everybody's like sins. Well, he calls out um, uh, the queen's uh, wrath and rage and all that yeah, stuff. But he, he calls out. She gets super mad, obviously. And he calls out Dean's lust, and he just like shrugs. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, I what do you want me to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Dean. Is what yeah. he's like. Who the fuck do you think I am? I'm not Sam. Yeah. I'm Dean. <laughs> Haven't you heard of me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they so they they prepare to get attacked, and uh, as, instead of a demon showing up, we actually find that uh, it's Isaac from earlier, yeah. and he's all bloody, and he's begging Tamra to let and let him in, let him in, let him in. They've got some history, and I think they go into this a little bit, but it doesn't really matter that they've got some history of their daughter or something getting tricked or getting killed by a demon or what. They've got, you know, they got some family shit, which is Mother Hunters. Yeah. Um, All I wrote down for this entire part was um, Demon Isaac comes back. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not good because Tamara immediately break, starts breaking their assault seals and lets yeah. them in, which of course lets all the demons in. So now it's a it's a it's a fracas. Like they, we've got all the demons attacking all of the humans. Um, I I noted some of this stuff down. I'm not really sure how accurate this was because I was maybe a couple of beers deep by the time this, we were 40, 30 <laughs> minutes into this. But um, Lust attacks Dean, who promptly just starts making out with her. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby fights off uh, Gluttony, I believe, or yes. off one of them. Yeah, uh, Pride attacks Sam and tells him that he's not going to bow to Sam, which I guess is going to reference you know Sam's history with the uh, being a demon prince king oh, yeah. okay. from last okay. season. So um, two things here. First one is um, the the boys. The, well, they're all playing into what the what the demon wants, what the um, mm-hmm. you know the sin is or whatever. But this is introduces my single least favorite element of supernatural. It is in, incredibly prevalent throughout all the the, the seasons. It, it's never going to go away from now on. Uh, and I just 
I really, I really wish it would, but that, you know, if I've come to accept it is the pop culture references from demons. It takes away so much from them. I think, <laughs> I think what? Meg, Meg does it a little bit mm-hmm. in the, the first season or whatever. And it works because it's very, it's much more subtle. And it's almost as if she's playing off of what the boys know, not what, you know, her demon brain has picked up on. But as they go from here, it's just demons are constantly, I guess, just watching TV all day. They've seen every hit movie. And I don't care if it's supposed to be they're taking the knowledge from the person that they've possessed. It just, I liked when demons were, were creepy and they seemed evil and they seemed powerful and not just like some witty guy who wrote a script, you know. And and so Pride comes in and he yells, here's Johnny. And oh, I, it's just, yeah, that's I fucking detest it. And I, it, I, that, that hatred that I'm feeling for it never goes away. I've learned to accept it. <laughs> I, you know, I still love the show. It's, it's still one of my favorite shows. I'm still doing a podcast about it, but God damn it. I wish that they didn't do that. I wish sometimes if like one, if Crowley wanted to be that way, that's fine because Crowley's you know, better than most demons spoilers. But when just random so-and-so is quoting movies, you just don't do it. You could have been, this could have been so scary and so cool but they just have him come in and yell here's johnny and it's just fuck you all right (laughs) piece of shit so anyway this fucking piece of shit well well, hold on hold on do you think this is because like the demons haven't been trapped in hell for so long or so fascinated with humans as a culture and as a people that they just can start consuming all of this random media like they you know go go to the the local blockbuster and just rent every single movie possible that has the word demon in it and just go from there i'm sure there are a million canon ways and a million uh head canon ways that they could explain this i'm not saying that it doesn't you know it, it makes sense it, they can make it make sense if they want to but it's still but I just not think good it, it just sucks it still does, does suck and it doesn't mean that you know every once in a while there'll be a funny line or something will work well it doesn't mean that it's across the board awful but in general i i personally find it to be very awful and i think it damages how powerful and how scary uh demons could have come across in supernatural and i think across the board uh, it, it kind of lowers that for every one of them um, with, you know, a few exceptions. There's one in particular that I don't want to say that becomes uh, a major, uh, major part of the series. I think around season five, uh, you know, as a bad guy, whatever mm-hmm. um, that, that kind of dials back away from all that stuff. Um, and it works incredibly well, maybe because it's in contrast to these stupid movie quoting assholes. Um <laughs> But so that's, that is my main gripe with Supernatural as a show. I can deal with basically any other single thing, any other piece of bad writing or whatever, uh, any misogyny, any of this bullshit that we see in Supernatural, I can so, deal with. Yeah, I was just about to say, so the misogyny and the racist truck, totally okay, but a pop culture reference is where you draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> because the misogyny and, and the and the racist truck, those are mistakes, you know? Those are, sure, those are things yeah. you, you do by accident. Mm-hmm. The pop culture is on purpose. Yeah, they, they really want these demons to be uh, something that's <laughs> something that they're not, like these these witty, like scary creatures. I don't think that they yeah. pull it off very well. Uh, it's no. not until we get to like a, a very later person that we're gonna start mm-hmm. seeing that that will pay off, like like you mentioned. Um, yeah. So, but he, so this Pride, guy, this shithead. Yeah, Pride goes after Bobby, who com- just very promptly traps him into a demon trap and then exercises him. So that's two of them off the board. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was Envy. That was Sloth or that was whoever. Sloth. The, yeah, whoever. Yeah. He just keeps calling him like the big, like portly guy or whatever. Um, Dean While employs, Pride is telling C. The- <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, Dean employs the art of seduction on Lust and seduces her into a bathtub of holy water that he yeah, has prepared. What the fuck? Which <laughs> would be he scalds her down to her soul. Would be uh, would be almost be romantic for Dean, really, like a bathtub of holy water with some like scented angel <laughs> candles around. That sounds yeah. great. That um, Pride attacks Sam, and then um, there's He's kind of some him back like and forth. The, the prodigy, the boy king, all these mm-hmm. different things. Um, like you're gonna you're supposed to lead us all the stuff, except for the fact. That Yellow Eyes is dead now. This was his little project. We don't give a shit about you now. And Sam so starts getting you. kind of beat up, and that's where the other demons show up, like our other seven deadly sins. And um, luckily, this this blonde haired woman shows up with this fancy looking knife and just starts executing demons. I mean, just yeah, she's she's killing demons with a knife, which is you know we've never seen a demon be killed other than the cult before. So the only thing we've known that could kill a demon right out is actually the the cult, and that's. <clears throat> You know, we're out of bullets for that at this point. Dean yeah. used the last bullet to kill the yellow-eyed demon at the end of season two. So yeah, this chick literally stabbed a knife through, through chins and faces and just executed all these dudes. It's And one of them, right before um, it dies, yells, you, and when it attacks her. So it, there's some recognition there. This thing knows who Spooky Blonde is. You know, there's there's something more to her. Uh, and this is, this is going to be one of our, I think, more interesting guest stars or sorry recurring characters again spoilers um but if you've seen this episode you know that this is not the last of her (laughs) she's like see you around sam um they're gonna they're gonna shove her into every single episode they can before giving her a full episode so yeah we've had uh we've had guest stars before obviously bobby there's there's plenty of them but i think that she is one of the she she's very unique she holds a unique position within supernatural uh that we haven't really seen before so it's it's fun to see where that's gonna go and you know Sam is obviously surprised and shocked that any of this is happening. Like he has never seen this before. He doesn't know who this person is. And then she just jets. Like she does this kind of gives him a wink and then just, I don't think she actually winks at him, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) Gives him a metaphorical wink. I guess that, I guess I'll call that. (laughs) And then like jets. And um, the next day, because they've just chilled out in this, you know, apartment full of decomposing flesh all day. Um, they're burning all of basically burning all of the bodies. I said in the notes that they're burning Oliver, but I don't remember who Oliver is at all. So I'm guessing I meant Isaac because I'm bad at notes. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Oliver? <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't accuse you of anything. I've been calling her Queen Elizabeth this whole episode. <laughs> True. So. Uh, and Bobby has like exercised all the demons, and only two of the of the demons have only two of the humans that were possessed by these demons actually made it through so there's a there's a lot of a lot of corpses to salt and burn unfortunately yeah uh dean gets very misogynistic about sam getting saved by a girl which i thought in my mind props to sam for just telling anybody about what happened like he could have just kept this as another secret just like you know that we've he's keeping that mary winchester knew who the demon was way back when oh yeah wait that comes up again right or is that the next episode i think it's the next episode episode. yeah pardon Um, me Sam does mention that he wants to go to a Louisiana hoodoo priest to, to try to break this curse, not curse, but try to break Dean's demon deal and, and save yeah. him. And Dean is having absolutely none over it. No. And uh, I, well, this I wrote, is when he finally reveals that he's like, dude, if you break this deal, you die again. Yeah. Like we can't have that. And Sam's like, ah, shit. <laughs> but I do like that. He, he calls him out saying, you know, this is the same thing that you, you felt with dad when dad sold his soul for you. How, how did you feel? How do you think I feel? And I mm-hmm. love Dean's response. He's like, dude, I don't care. I guess <laughs> yeah, whatever he calls man. himself. Like Sam calls him selfish. And like Sam is totally in the right here, but Dean's like, dude, I don't care. Like I have given enough for this family. I deserve to, to do something selfish now. 
Yeah, like, absolutely. Is, I've given my entire life to this to this dumb quest, which I completed, and now we have more shit to do for some reason. Like that sucks. So he also gets one of his nice, you know, little emotional moments. You know, I'm always going to bring up the emotional moments. You are going to bring up the emotional moments. I just, I, I always do. When Dean tells Sam, he's like, "I couldn't live with you dead. Just couldn't do it." You know, he's he. Dean stays strong on this one, but I didn't. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that should be his, Chris, his Chris Mosher.txt right there. Dean stayed yeah, strong, yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> his jaw didn't quiver, but mine did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do love the line though, because Sam actually has to go out of his way to say, like, I've been bending over backwards to be nice to you and like let you do all this stuff. And Gina's like, Well, that didn't take long. I just literally saved your life five days ago. Thanks for holding that one in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, right as Sam is about some of this stuff and about the way Dean is acting, it's like Dean is very, very right for calling him on his shit too. Like I, I love that. I love both of I love this entire interaction between the brothers. Yeah, it's good stuff. And yeah, that's that's pretty much the end of the episode. Uh, there's, it ends on Dean saying again, you know, let's kill some evil sons of bitches and raise a little hell. Like he's just super excited about all of this. While Sam is, you know, rightfully worried that hey, they let out the seven deadly sins. Yeah, and there's probably more. <laughs> like, there's just a lot more Dean, demons in the world. Dean has nothing to worry about anymore. You know, he, he there's nothing standing in his way because he's gonna die in a year. So there's no there's no hangups about really anything i mean on the surface I'm, I'm sure there's some shit going on inside of dean that we're gonna get to oh yeah uh, but on the surface he's just like you know let's kill some shit because who cares who cares what happens to me along the way because i'm dead either way i mean dean is dean is on his last two weeks of his job right like he's turned in turned yes. in his notice to kinko's and yes. he's just refusing to make more copies until, unless it's going to be of his ass <laughs> right like he's just yeah. checked out completely of this whole thing except for like the ones the things that he likes to do which is eat shitty food bang loose women mm-hmm. and hunt demons <laughs> like that's his, that's his three things that's his three hobbies checking his three boxes <laughs> God, you better watch out if you match with dean winchester on tw- on tinder huh oh shit oh, yeah <laughs> what did i do to make me think this guy would, would i would be into this dude <laughs> <laughs> so that about this wraps is, that episode up right it, it does and i'm i'm actually coming out of it I'm, I'm a little bit more positive on it than i was going in so i think just maybe yeah. talking to you about it actually makes me like these episodes a little bit more which there's is, a lot of uh there's a lot of fun elements in it yeah. Watching it was in parts a slog, and I and I don't mean to be totally dismissive of Isaac and Tamara, but they're just I I'm never a big fan of of very like love lorn people. Not love lorn, that's not the right word, but they're like so in love with each other. They're always mm-hmm. like we've been married eight years, and then they give each other a little smooch. I'm like guys, get a room. Like you've been married for eight years, you're still doing that. Like <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't want to hang out with me in autumn. I promise. We are we are <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> we are the worst. <laughs> Because All we do is just hold each other's other. hands and then stare in each other's eyes and make jokes to one another. It's, I mean, we get kicked out of There's restaurants nothing, all the time. <laughs> nothing wrong with liking each other. That I'm not implying that. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get into the next episode. Uh, the kids are all right. Written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Phil. Not even going to attempt it. Segretia. Segretia. Um, I don't know. October eleventh, two thousand seven. Do you want to get hit us with the summary? I'd love to. Dean visits Lisa, an old girlfriend he dated nine years ago, and is shocked to learn not only that she has an eight-year-old son named Ben. 
but that the boy looks just like him. Sorry. <laughs> Later, Sam and Dean help with <laughs> help when Ben goes missing, and Ruby contacts Sam with information about his mom. Who the fuck's Ruby? We Who don't know. Who the fuck is Ruby? We don't know. We haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You know, I, when we talked about this earlier, I said that uh, it was revealed at the end of this of this episode, and mm-hmm. I, that may not be right. I just remember watching the next episode after this because the next one's a fucking killer, and the next episode they just mentioned Ruby. Like I don't remember them actually meeting Ruby, but maybe it happens here. I'm sure it happens, but I don't remember when she said her name. So, uh, Spooky Blonde is, from here on out, shall be referred to as Ruby. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. So, we got our cold open here. Um, I think I I was writing newspaper headlines for this. This is the one that I was doing that for. (laughs) Uh, Which is something along the line with little girl. Little girl doesn't like dad. Um I can't really read these. Little girl doesn't want to chill with her dad because she says there's monsters at her at her house. She's a child of divorce, so your whole life is kind of a monster anyway. You've got a, you know an uphill battle there. Um, meanwhile, was that too much? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. just just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> this dad who doesn't think he has monsters at his house, who's just trying to love his daughter, just trying to do right by her, just trying he's to make it, her. Just... He's making her a pathetic wooden horse. Why are you? And he gets, we talked killed about this. unloved by his daughter why are you so mean to this dude's attempt at making a rocking horse like when's the fucking last time you went to the wood garage and made a fucking thing out of wood because i didn't want to be watching supernatural when i was watching it <laughs> so i was just like this fucking pathetic guy making a stupid wooden horse his daughter doesn't even love him <laughs> working on it till 1 a.m too let's not forget that like he's been working on this shit for he, he goes and drops his it's shitty a, ungrateful daughter night. off to to his ex-wives goes home and keeps working on the rocking horse it's oh, <laughs> not good uh but yeah he dies he like oh. falls on a saw like and we don't really know why like some shit turns on by itself or whatever like to me this cold open isn't even related to anything that happens in this episode it's just spooky scary stuff right barely yeah right like our big bad here our big bad is is actually like kid these we're gonna find out that these kids are have been taken over like they've been replaced and the kid is not there so who the fuck is messing with this dude doesn't make any sense doesn't matter shit fuck (laughs) did you not think about that what the fuck (laughs) it doesn't there's no we're not dealing with a ghost oh my god you're right yeah we're so spoilers for this episode yeah yeah. the children are replaced with changeling changeling versions of themselves Mm -hmm. so the the little kid is taken somewhere and a fake version that the monster is put in their place so the dad drops off the monster with the mom then he goes home to his nice safe house with his pathetic wooden horse and he's still killed by a monster yeah they miss the ghost they 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 take care of the changelings like they they that happens in this episode but they don't get the ghost that kills the dad there was another there was another bad guy here there was another bad guy that they forgot to take care of that they didn't know they to call sarah gamble and let her know that they, there's a loose sarah, edge sarah. sarah baby baby tell eric to shut up he should be writing the my tunes review sarah talk to me talk to me about episode two <laughs> season three talk to me what's happening here is there a ghost what do you know <laughs> all right okay I, she's probably like me like as soon as we finish recording this podcast i forget everything that i've said on it so she's mm-hmm. probably the same way like season two episode three i don't remember what the fuck these guys are talking about ghost you, who cares um, so, anyway, so this dude dad gets yeah yeah um super nice guy but pathetic yeah uh, sam is, is trying so to work with bobby to translate this old demon dispelling spell that he thinks is going to work and then like hides it like it's pornography when dean walks up and yeah, uh, dean walks up and he gets busted on the phone talking to bobby so dean's like oh who are you calling he was like 
ordered a pizza, but they're at a restaurant. <laughs> sitting at a restaurant, and he's like, okay. <laughs> uh, but Dean has found a quote-unquote case, which is, unbeknownst to him, is actually a case, uh, but has found a case that just so happens to be in the same town that his, uh, I guess, ex-flame, like I wouldn't call her a girlfriend, like they spent a, a very passionate weekend together, and he calls her, yeah. kind of regrettably, calls her Gumby Girl, because she's a, she's, you know, a yoga teacher or whatever, which... Uh, Dean, like I don't know if you know how bot, and it doesn't matter. Let's just like this capacity. How old is Dean in this season? Is he so he's four years old and Sam? Sam is uh, twenty, twenty three or twenty four. So he's twenty seven or twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So eight years ago, he was twenty years old, just, just hanging out at bars um, yeah. and having you know crazy yoga sex with uh, where ladies. Was, uh, where was Papa John Winchester when all this was happening? Yeah. He just took a road trip, I guess. <laughs> I think that's what he says too. He was like, "Do you remember yeah. that? Uh, that you know, I'm, I, yes, I that- it's Sam and John stayed behind to fight a banshee. <laughs> where and Dean went to go on some like pub crawl or something. Uh, Dean going to pub crawl. that? I want to know what the weekend between Sam and John was like without Dean there to you know, keep them in line. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just picturing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched that. That we talk, keep talking about the Queen of England for some reason, but that show on Netflix, The Royals, um, where they it's specifically about like the old timey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever the family royal uh, stuff. They're, they're, yeah, the royal family. Anyway, uh, but th- th- it, all it is is a bunch of like really really stuck up people staring at each other and kind of like being <laughs> mad at each other and not talking about it. That's exactly what I envisioned the weekend between John and Sam being, right? Just like staring at each other <laughs> yes, and not yes. talking. I feel uh, like um in this episode Sam gets fucked with by uh, by Dean a little bit and mm-hmm. it's like it's good. It is good because as we've been discussing, Ank Sam has been getting a little bit much. Yes. So just like taking him down a level. You know, pulling the rug, rug out from underneath him, just fucking with him a little bit. It's important. It's important to humanize him again a little bit. 100% agreed. Yeah, this is this is good that, you know, we're bringing Sam down a notch. He's no longer the demon prince that he was at the end of season two. Like, he's just he's just some demon dude. prince. Sam I'm going to keep calling him a demon prince, man. I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Dean tracks down this chick who hasn't heard from him in eight years, finds her house. fucking just knocks on the door. <laughs> like, what kind of cojones does this dude have? Just like. Yeah. Hey, we used to have sex. What's up? <laughs> we had it's sex once eight, eight years, years ago. <laughs> and Dean is just like, hey, what's up? And then she's like, wow. She recognizes him. It's not like, you know, she hasn't forgotten him either. She enjoyed her mm-hmm. weekend as well. But it was a long time ago. And in that eight years, she talks about how wild she was, about how she was going, you know, to all these biker bars and hooking up with all these guys. And and good for her because she is clearly incredibly successful. You see that fucking house? She's a oh single mom. In that in banging that ass house. Hell yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, she's obviously doing well for teaching you. I don't know man. what she does for work, but man, she is just, she's, she cleans it up, her act up fast. That's all I'm Absolutely. saying. She was a yoga instructor before. Now she's a, you know, yoga sensei or something. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely yoga sensei. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what they, that's what they're called, yoga senseis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Notice me, yoga, yoga sensei. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, she's, she's like, himself in. yeah, she, <laughs> right? she's like, hey, I'm having a party. I, like, I, this is probably not a good time. He's like, oh, I love parties. So he's, she's like, okay, and it's her fucking <laughs> no, eight year old's birthday party. <laughs> and this, these next few scenes are something like I remember watching these for the first time and just being in love with this show all over again. Like it seemed like yeah. the writing had gotten so much better. Like this putting Dean in this weird situation and having it be humorous the entire time, finding this eight year old kid who was just amazing is, I mean, all of this stuff is just fucking gold in my mind. 
it's all really weird and doesn't make any sense, but it's all just so much fun to watch. I'm just like, yeah, screw it. Who cares? It's funny. Sure. Yeah. So (laughs) Dean walks into this birthday party and sees like this kid uh, blowing out his candles on his birthday cake, which like, Hey mom, you should probably be around for that, but whatever. Um, But he's like saying, I think he's opening a present. It's an ACDC CD. And he's like, yeah, I love ACDC. (laughs) And he's wearing like a, like a black shirt and some blue jeans. (laughs) Like he's, he's little Dean Winchester. (laughs) All he needed was the leather jacket and little talisman he wears. It would have been dead ringer you know that you know that kid has a little temporary tattoo of the of the logo right of the he's got a he's got a he had it before sam and dean did oh absolutely this is this is like just so fucking great though like it's uh the mom leaves and um he introduces himself to two like women that are sitting at this party and uh the women are being like housewives of atlanta right like uh, yeah mm, look at that oh yeah she lisa told me about her wild weekend like so apparently they know about this one weekend she had a bunch of sex with a dude like he yeah. talks about this stuff like who's who's still talking about it eight years later hey, Get the i mean, fuck I mean over hey look yourself. and if and if she is i must be doing something wrong <laughs> We're not Dean Winchester, I guess. I guess not. Uh, I really need to work on my nipples, I guess. <laughs> Dean it's, seems all, like, it's all about the male nipple. Play. It's all about the male nipple when it comes to sex. I don't know if, if anybody out there needs some sex tips. You can at me at male nipple sex on Twitter, uh, which we just got to check and make sure that that exists. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. But okay, meanwhile, so- um, while Dean is kind of having some ideas of like, Hey, this, this possibly could be my kid. Uh, yeah, He's talking to this, to, to Ben. Who's like, yeah, I got a bouncy house. Cause chicks love bouncy. He keeps calling them like hot chicks. Hot chicks. <laughs> Eight years old. Like, God damn boy. God damn. <laughs> I was not anywhere near this precocious when I was eight years old. No, like, I had I just started playing Final Fantasy when I was eight and took a dark turn in my life. Yeah, like I was I was all up into some X-Men comics at this point in my life. Like it was it was not great. Um I don't actually remember anything about being eight years old. I have no idea what I was doing. Uh, yeah, well, you probably weren't crushing it like this kid. <laughs> but the mom and the little girl from the cold open shows up, and uh, the mom is super stressed out, which uh, Lisa, who is Dean's ex flame, um, you know just says like hey we you're probably just grieving and she's like no no i really don't think my daughter is who she is like i'm getting really really creeped out and the girl the daughter in question is like looking over and giving her some weird looks yeah, and eventually staring is like, at it. it's like the creepiest creepy kid yeah this this kid gets super super creepy and it's like mommy 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 like i want to go i want to go i want to go um and then yeah so she jets and then with the with the daughter and then dean walks in and is like hey is that kid mine <laughs> like <laughs> basically yeah i mean just i mean like doesn't like is with about that much grace intact of like yo is that my kid or what hey i know <laughs> we haven't spoken in eight years but uh yeah do i owe you money or what <laughs> Should i have been paying you this whole time did i help uh, uh create the most important thing in your entire life no okay meanwhile sam has had his pizza delivered and he's still working on this demon dispelling the curse or whatever when uh Ruby shows up and starts talking all kinds of exposition at him. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's being very, very coy of like, Oh, Hey, you probably don't even know everything about your, your mama's friends and you need to go look this stuff up. And by the way, there is a case in this town. You guys just haven't found it yet. Yeah. She shows up, eats his French fries. Um, I like that. They give her this little quirk that she's just constantly, it'll happen again when we see her that she's just loves, like she just loves French fries, even though I don't get the salt thing, but whatever. Um, It's not good for you. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> she's just yeah, you know, mound down his french fries and she's just like yeah dude like 
<laughs> yeah, dude, is what she commonly refers to Sam as. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, you need to look into to your mother, which we, you know, we got the hint of that last season at the very, very end of last season, mm-hmm. um, where where Mary recognized Yellow Eyes when he came to Sam's crib. Um, but she says you need to to look into your mother's friends, find out what's going on with your mother's friends. Um, Sam's like, what the hell does that mean? But that you know, kind of sets him on the trail. And as you said, she says also there is a job in this town. And so I think she just probably takes the rest of the French fries and leaves. Uh, and that's when Sam calls Dean. He says, hey, there's a job in this town. And Dean's like, yeah, I think there is. <laughs> Which is really, really funny. Like, I, I love that confluence of events, the way that works out. That's, yeah. that's just really good. Dean, while he was at the party, has been hearing about how um, other people a few have died. of these yeah. mothers, the, their, their husbands have died in all in, like weird accidents. Mm-hmm. And so that starts to, to feel a little suspicious to him. We go back to the the mom from the cold open, which I keep saying the mom from the cold open because she's literally not named in the script. Like she has no name. She's <laughs> she's Katie's mom, um, and Katie Damn. is Katie is just looking kind of freaked freakish. Like she's like, I want a snack. Give me food. Give me food. She's acting real weird. The mom sees her in a mirror, and Katie looks in, in the mirror. It looks like a crazy, weird, like evil creature. And she, she looks like something like a changeling. Out. Yeah. Do if you want to know what a changeling is? Yeah. Let's get into some dad's journal. Okay. Or excuse so, me. Let's get into some dad's diary. <laughs> let's crack yeah, open that dad's key. Diary. I, I was going to say, I called Bobby for this one, but I guess, yeah, <laughs> I took out dad's diary. Dear diary. A changeling is a creature found in folklore and folk religion. A changeling child was believed to be a fairy child that had been left in, pl- in a place in place of a human child stolen by the fairy. Sorry. Dad was, it was a teardrop on that word. It was hard to, um, the theme of the swapped child is common in medieval literature and reflects concern over infants thought to be afflicted with unexplainable diseases, disorders, or developmental dis- disabilities. Essentially, as we've already discussed, the legend commonly, it's all throughout culture, but this, you know, in, in our real life, just as, as the, the folklore and supernatural often comes from our real life, um, just basically a child being replaced with a lookalike that isn't quite right. And specifically feeds from the mom. Um, so yes. that's this, all this mommy, I'm hungry stuff is, is going to get real gross pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. So we go from there to Sam pretending to be a life insurance adjuster, which I mean, just like they always just pick like the most, the shittiest things that to pretend to be, uh, but yeah, he's kind of wearing like an ugly ass suit. <laughs> oh man. Where did he get this? Like, this was just bad. I guess I guess when they kill demons, like in the last episode, they just take all their clothes and just try to, try to wear them in the weird p- p- positions, right? Like this kind of just trying to be like outfits. really unassuming because he's mm-hmm. like, well, nobody would pretend to be an uh, insurance agent in that suit, exactly. Uh, but he he spies like some weird blood and some weird red, you know, whatchamacallit. It's just some weird blood like substance uh, just around the some, place. Some spooky hunter things. And then, you know, also sees a kid through the window that's just staring fucking daggers at him. The same creepy way that Katie has been staring at her mom, um, which yeah. is... It seems like it's usually me staring through the window at somebody, not the other way around. <laughs> this is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm creepy when I do it, so yeah, yeah. So it's gotta too. be extra creepy if you're eight. Jesus. Um... Then we get to a scene that I actually actually kind of like a lot. Dean has, for some reason, decided just to take a walk in the park to try, try to figure out what this case is. Um, he's got a lot on his mind. He's got a lot on his mind. Like, he's possibly a father, even though he's been told directly that he is not a father. He's still worried that he's a father. Uh, but he stumbles upon Ben in the park, and Ben is kind of 
sitting on the park bench looking down. I don't think that he's actually crying, but I think he's looking pretty close to he's it. Just looking, he's just really bummed out. Yeah. Dean says what's wrong, and it turns out that these older boys, these bigger boys, have stolen his, quote, game, which yeah. <laughs> looks like a uh, DS. Remember Nintendo right? DS? You think that's a Nintendo DS? Probably not, not uh, the DSi. It it's probably not the DSi. It's too early for the no, 3DS. No, 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 no. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's make sure we get this straight. Um, so he's like, well, you know, do you want me, Dean to ask, do you want me to go over there? And he, this kid is like, no, only bitches get adults or some shit like yeah. that. He's like, and I'm not a bitch. And I'm like, yo, eight year old, calm down. <laughs> Dean's just like, all right, you're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. So Dean gives him some advice. The kid walks over and then just clocks this dude in the nuts as hard as he can. It yeah. grabs the game and then leaves and man, Dean, that's that's not the greatest of advice. Like, I see what you're doing, but you can't you can't just teach random children all of your John Winchester lessons, right? Like, that's yeah. not cool. He also tells the kid he needs to lay off the burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dean, don't be making fun of children. <laughs> I you're forgot about the man layoff. Calling like, a little which, kid fat. Which kid has? I know he's a bully, but <laughs> I, even though I'm about to make fun of a kid in a minute, so I should I should probably just chill. That's all right. We're we're old enough to make fun of, and we're real, unlike Dean Winchester. So we can make yeah. fun of whatever the fuck we want but to. Ben comes back over. He gets the high five from Dean. He's like, "All right, man, you showed that bully what for." I mean, like, it's not that that's a bad lesson, but you shouldn't be teaching anybody violence. But you know, clearly this kid has no father figure, so that probably meant a lot to him. Yeah, obviously. But unfortunately, Lisa has witnessed this whole exchange and comes and runs down Dean, rightfully, I think. She's like, like, who the fuck is this man talking to my son? Oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. It's, it's, God, it's that guy I banged for a weekend nine years ago. He won't stop he won't leaving leave me alone. me and my family alone. <laughs> He's in prime stalker territory right now. Listen, Dean, you're handsome, but this is getting very weird. <laughs> so, uh,. Yeah, he she runs him down, tells him to get the fuck out, whatever, and then we go back to Katie's and her mom. Wait, ben well, comes back for a hug. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, Lisa ben, pulls Ben away, and Ben's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I gotta give this strange man that you had sex with eight years ago a hug." I got my game back, and this boy didn't even save his game. I can just start right where I left off. Um, <laughs> Jokes on them. It was Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Katie and her mom, we go back to them and her mom is kind of going crazy to the point where she's strapped that Katie into the car and rolls her into like a nearby lake, um, yeah, which seems like a very rip from the headlines kind of thing. Like, I feel like this is what was happening. Like, I feel like somebody did this pretty, like they did this around the time that this happened, which seems kind of mm-hmm. gross, but I, I could be just getting as, as you probably heard in the happens. outtakes. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about fucking true crime at all anymore. So maybe, oh yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, there was also um, Dean right before he leaves the park sees three creepy children. Oh yeah, yeah, he uh, sees staring them. at him, and one of them. I'm sorry, he's got a real droopy face, and I'm very confused as to what's going on with him. Every time I've watched this episode, the droopy face kid is always is always really stood out to me. Um, he's just a long, looks like a deflated balloon, um, and I don't. I mean, I don't think that there's anything anything wrong with this boy. I wouldn't be making fun of him if there was, but I just want to say that he has a droopy face, and um, it stands out. <laughs> Glad we got. I'm glad we cleared all that up. Cut it up. Cut it up. Cut it up. (laughs) No, no. Jeffy Face Boy is fine. He's going to come up a lot. So it's good that we talk about him now. Uh, but Sam has figured out that this is a changeling thing, and we went through all the changeling stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And um, they they very quickly realized changelings hide real kids, so they've got to get uh, they a have to get Lisa and Ben out of harm's way, and then b try to find all of these kids. Dean goes over there and tries to get Lisa to leave on an extended weekend for Ben's birthday, and hands her a credit card. Here's with a the credit name card <laughs> from Siegfried Houdini. 
Yeah. Who the fuck? Oh my god. Do you think that Sig? Do you think Houdini is Siegfried's last name from Soul Calibur? Do you remember Siegfried, (laughs) the big guy with the giant sword? Yes, I do. But I was thinking (laughs) of like Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, sure. Like that last that dude's last name is almost definitely. uh, I wasn't thinking of the large swordsman from Soul Calibur. Now that I think about it, that definitely the guts rip off from Soul Calibur, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, I'm going to put a picture of this dude in the show notes because Siegfried looks Good. awesome. Uh, but, yeah, um, Siegfried Houdini, Lisa obviously knows that this is totally wrong. So, and then Ben kind of. It's weird to give up. a credit card to anybody. <laughs> it's, it is weird to give a credit card to anybody. Why would he think that that's okay? Yeah, I don't know. But um, don't know. but Ben is like, Mom, make him go away. Just suddenly, Ben's weird. Ben got mad clingy with his mom. Yeah, Ben is is not Ben anymore, which is is kind of a bummer. Um, but that's you know we kind of expected that to happen, right? Yep. Uh, and so all the kids die, and the boys unfortunately just have to leave, and that's the end of the episode, right? And we'll see you next week. This has been Monster of the Week. <laughs> Find me at JG Greer. Chris is at Local Bones. We can. No, no. <laughs> so I guess they, they they figure out that it's not blood that's been left. The marking outside all these kids' windows. There always seems to be this marking when the parent dies, when the kid start acting act, starts acting creepy there is this strange marking and they realize that it's not, it's not blood. It's like brick or like mud, this kind of like reddish tinted uh, dirt that's being left behind. Uh, and when they find that out, they realize that there's an unfinished house nearby. And that seems like it was probably the, the source of the fucking right, red, the dirt. red mud. Right, Jeremy? Yeah, this is construction <laughs> mud. Yeah. Like this is, you know, what you would find at a normal construction site. And yeah, Dean has has clocked it earlier when he was just driving around the neighborhood, stalking his ex flame, his ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, his ex not quite girlfriend. Um, and at this point, they 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 go into the construction site with armed with flame flamethrowers because only fire can kill these changelings, hoping to find all of the kids. Uh, and luckily, they do. Dean finds Ben kind of trapped up in this cage while the uh, real estate agent who has been selling houses in this neighborhood, who was one of the women that was sexually harassing Dean from earlier, yes. finds Sam. And uh, she is the mama changeling who's been. Yeah, but he's like, her. oh, I'm just, she's like, this is private property. He's like, oh, OK, I'm going to leave. It's fine. I'm just going to get something out of my bag. Uh, and he, then he just turns around the fucking flamethrower and it starts blasting. It's like- <laughs> it's a good, it's a, I mean, it's a it's a jump, but at least he commits. Right. Because. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just gonna get my bag just kidding i'm just gonna get my flamethrower um this is this starts a a sequence of events let's let's go ahead and get lisa out of the way because i kind of want to get done with that so we can talk about how great ben is but ben uh changely ben is kind of terrorizing lisa katie is also terrorizing her mom they're both locked up in the bathrooms more kids more of these changeling kids come after lisa and they're banging on the doors and all this other stuff all throughout cutbacks to Sam and Dean fighting with this changeling mom and trying to get the kids out. And at first, man, the changeling mom kicks the shit out of Dean and Sam, right? <laughs> yeah. She just, she takes these boys to town. I'm like, they've been taken since season two. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, they've been taken since the end of the last episode. Um, <clears throat> Dean has freed Ben first. Ben immediately takes over this rescue operation, which I find just charming and adorable as hell. He starts unlocking cages. Uh, Dean manages to find a window, breaks out the window and like puts up his, or puts up, no, Ben offers his jacket, right? Ben's like, here, take this and puts his like blue jean jacket over the broken glass and then starts like dragging stuff over to, so that he can help kids out this window. Like he's just being a little Dean Winchester right now. It's fucking great. Yeah. He's killing it. How much did you want this to be Dean's kid? Yeah. It's, it's, pretty 
disappointing that 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 he, that he isn't <laughs> yeah absolutely 100 percent disappointed and i guess that it would have just made everything too complicated if they did so yeah. you know i get it but. oh yeah yeah we don't need another we don't need any more winchesters running around we already have yeah, too too many no. in the universe as far as i'm concerned <laughs> yeah, <they're fixed. laughs> um they finally get the uh get the they finally get the mama changeling and burn the shit out of her with their flamethrower so yeah. luckily by the mysterious powers of changelings this also makes all of her kids disappear so lisa and katie or lisa and katie's mom are okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm sure they're not great because they literally would just watch their child burn up in the middle of their house for no reason but yeah, yeah. also um, one of the mothers like tried to murder her own daughter actually she, i mean she effectively did she, she drove did. her into the lake and then left and then she got home and she was there and she's like oh fuck I'm yeah her. yeah i think we i think i might have skipped over that i'm sorry yeah. but yeah she, she totally drove the kid in the lake and then the kid just showed back up at the house which is super fucking creepy yeah um they finally kill the changeling mom and then they deliver and it looks like it's the next morning for some reason. I'm sure it's just the way the time works in the supernatural universe, but it literally looks like they waited all night to take Ben back to Lisa and um, Lisa's it's like, Oh, she's so excited and offers for Dean to stay. And then Dean gets crazy emotional about this. I'm, I'm sure you have words to say about this, right? He just, he looks at the life that he wishes he could have. It's suddenly like something that it's been out of reach his entire life suddenly it is within reach he could totally have just said yes if circumstances were slightly different if they hadn't just let all the demons out of hell if he hadn't just sold the soul and only had a year to live even if he was still just a hunter and this was just another case he probably could have said yes and he probably in in some ways i would say would have said yes if he didn't have to worry about sam but he can't so he said this is not my life that's the one like the final the the send off is it's not my life it's not my life and it it pretty much never can be like he's he's seen what could be with the through the eyes of the gin from last season and he's seeing what you know he could have aspired to but he realizes there's just no way that he's ever going to be able to grasp onto it in the current events like there's just this is always going to be denied to him which is kind of a bummer it's um that's the tragic tale of dean winchester and then we never see lisa again goodbye (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Sam is weeding, is checking up on all of his mom's friends, and there we get the montage of him asking about everybody, and they have all died in various ways. Every single one yeah. that he can track down. Which, hey, Chris, mm-hmm. I don't know how well you know your mom. My mom has passed away, unfortunately. My mom passed away back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. If I was, if you asked me right now to find all of her friends from 2008 and 2009 via phone, there was no fucking way I could do it. I could maybe name three off the top I, of my head, right? I, like, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> and, I can, and I can just text my mom right now. You should. And even you that, should. I wouldn't even, I mom, are your friends alive? Hey, mom, quick question. <laughs> just want to check in. Um. <laughs> I was just curious. Uh, are any of your friends dead? Are, any, I mean, are, are a lot of your friends dead? And I don't mean any. I mean all of them. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them. That is, is every single person in your life that you've ever met dead right now, including... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, this so is... So start talking about... Um, uh, there's a few Campbells in there. And I don't think we know that Mary's last name is Campbell yet, but it's a, a that essentially... It's like Sam and Dean's like uncles, I guess, on on their mother's side or, or her cousins or something like that. Mm-hmm. But basically, every single person that he's able to track down, uh, they die. So 
or they died. Uh, they died. You know, yeah, in the they, past. They are all dead. And uh, of yeah. course, Sam confronts Blondie, who, aka Ruby, with this information, and uh, she tells him that it was the Yellow Eye Demon systematically mm-hmm. covering his trail. Sam wants to know why, and of course, who she is. And she says, "Well, she she flashes her eyes, her demon eyes." And of course, he freaks out. And um, here's here's the start of what I think is going to be Sam's just terrible decision making process. Like, there is no way. And she tempts him here, right? She tempts him by saying, like, hey, I can tell you these details and I can, we can try to find out why he was doing this, why the yellow eye demon was doing this. And in the process, we can save Dean. Hey, Sam, it's a fucking demon deal. She's yeah. a demon. You should not Come be on. doing any of this. On, what are you doing? But it's just that, that little carrot on the stick of the, you know. It's the tiniest fucking gear. Can, even she doesn't sound confident. Dean. Really? She really doesn't. Um, <laughs> It, it's try, trying to justify it doesn't really make any sense. He's seen her kill demons, and that's something. She has that knife. That is something. But everything that you know about demons up to this point should lead you to believe that you should not trust her. And I'm not saying that he is trusting her, but he's clearly about to go along with her on this. Oh, yeah. And he immediately does. And, like, as in the next episode, and, you know, it's, it immediately in the next episode, he's defending his decision to Dean while, while Dean calls him out on this, which rightfully so, like, that Dean should, should do this. But. It, it, this is just such a bad decision and it leads to so many bad decisions that Sam is going to make and so many, so much misery and suffering. And I realize listeners that it's a, it's a fictional show and that they have to form drama and all this stuff, but like <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, how, how much of an idiot do you have to be? It's, it's, I think it gets to the, one of the reasons that I think I like Dean more than I like Sam is that Dean <laughs> is just one of the reasons. One, yeah. One of the reasons. <laughs> Um, besides the, the dreamy eyes. Right. Um, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's Dean, at least when he's doing this stuff, he seems to have a clear idea of the mechanics of what he's going to do and, and what he's going to get out of it. And he's trying to do everything for the right reason. Whereas Sam is like, okay, sure. A demon told me a thing. Let's go along with it. See where it goes. Like when Dean does his demon deal. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Dean does his demon deal and says like, okay, I have one year to live. You're going to bring back Sammy. We're done. Like he's clearly outlined in the in the contract, which I'm assuming that he signed. But um, like it's this is just I just it's just poor decision making from Sam right here. Yeah, it's not good. Um, maybe this is some sort of a a reminder of what we saw at the end of last season, where Sam viciously murdered another human being, mm-hmm. and the yellow eyes asked Dean, you know, maybe the thing you brought back wasn't wasn't quite your brother anymore. And yeah, I, this I think. Is- I think that's at least a thread that that should be kept in mind as we go through things. Uh, not, and I'm not saying like, oh, it's not really Sam. I'm not implying that at all. I just mean, you know, because of everything that's happened, we're dealing with a different Sam who's who's still making some very foolish decisions. But they're um, what am I supposed to go dark side or something? So, well, and the, you know, we we were warned by the Yellow Eye Demon that the person that Dean brought back um, may not be fully Sam. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure dying and coming back to life will have some some sort of effect on you. Although. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'd say probably not as much of an effect as you might think, but um, maybe, and maybe that plays into this like terrible decision-making ability, right? Like maybe when yeah. you die and you come back from life via demon deal, like all of a sudden you're going to constantly drive 85 miles an hour on the interstate, no matter how many speeding tickets you get. Like it just, your cognitive ability to recognize stuff that you shouldn't do just, just deteriorates, right? Like maybe that's yeah, this thing, but it's not good. It's not good. And uh, it's like I said, this is going to set us up for just a whole host of fucking problems. Typical. What do you think about this episode, Chris? It's okay. It's fun. Um, the monster of the week aspect of it 
you know, whatever it is, what it is. Seeing Dean and Ben hang out is really fun. Seeing Dean and Lisa hang out is really weird. Uh, I like that the episodes are starting to have kind of like a little bit of something else at the end of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas episodes would use to just, you know, they'd finish the hunt, be driving away and someone would like say something and then it would just, the episode would end. It would always be right after the hunt. Whereas last episode, we saw um, them have their little powwow in front of the Impala about how, you know, Dean's being selfish and he doesn't care and all that stuff. Um, and this time we have Sam and Ruby talking at the end of the episode. The action of everything is finished and then we get this one final scene and that's what makes it, I mean, it has been this way for quite a while, but it's really, it's, it's leaning into that like, full series narrative rather than the one-off things. The one-off things are becoming less and less frequent as we go, although we do get a couple of really good ones in this season. Uh, but I think that the show is taking shape more and more as we go and um, really developing its, its stride as, because I mean, two seasons in, that's a lot, but Supernatural is a very long show. So two seasons is really nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not, we're we're a sixth of the way through, not even a sixth of the way through yet. Like this is going to be, I don't know. I don't know when the writer's strike took effect. If they knew they were going into this, they were going to have a short season or anything like that. Um, I don't know, but it seems like they're, using the time of each episode, there's less time going to talk to some old guy in a shadowy room about some, you know, thing that happened 40 years ago. Whereas we got through every episode of season one like that. Um, there's less of that stuff. And there's more of the, you know, the story tag at the end of the episode that's mm-hmm. driving the whole momentum of the, uh, of the show forward uh, for, for better, or for worse, but we're getting time used more specifically for, for the, the greater story rather than the individual one-off things. Yeah, this these two episodes specifically, uh, the way that they incorporate the meta plot into the main story is something that Supernatural is going to get better and better at. By the time we hit season six or seven, there's going to be episodes that start off like Monster of the Week episodes that immediately just transform into monster into actual like full on plot stories, which I think is yeah. something that's really interesting that this show does. I've, I've, I didn't necessarily like the way that Dean was acting in the first episode with the, you know, the banging the chicks and the eating the burgers and the kind of being a shitbag about this whole thing. But by the end of this, the second episode that we covered, I, I, you know, him finding this kind of balance in himself of like, Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to do that stuff. But like, I'm actually going to kind of focus on this demon hunting stuff too. Like I'm going to try to get this done and seeing him, seeing Lisa and Ben and realizing like, this is, this would, this is never going to happen for me. So I might as well do this other thing is, is kind of a key moment. I, I really, really enjoy it. Obviously, uh, Ruby is kind of an interesting, you know, like what the fuck is this chick up to kind of, kind of character. And I'm really into mm-hmm. that the weird knife that she has. I want to hear more about that. Like how does a knife kill a demon? It's going to be pretty fascinating. I wish they had kept about. the, the demon reveal until like a few episodes in. Yeah. Cause it would have been, <clears throat> would have been more exciting to find out in the heat of battle or, you know, during a, a tense moment that it gets revealed rather than her just telling Sam. But I get that it's not about, you know, Ruby having this secret. It's about Sam making the choice to work with Ruby. And that's, yep. that's the arc they're going with. So. Um, just a quick programming note. We we mentioned that season three is um, reduced. There's only 16 episodes, I believe. So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to do our normal. Um, we're going to cover two episodes for, you know, this, this episode, obviously of the podcast and the last episode of the podcast. And then we're going to cover three throughout, but this is going to be a shorter change, shorter season. Regardless, um, we do get some, really fascinating material. So I'm hoping that there's um, without going into a lot of spoilers, that there's some, a certain web series that we might be able to devote an entire episode to. So I'm hoping we can get extra episode of that. I'm pretty, pretty excited. Uh, The next three episodes that we're going to cover are, um, 
excuse me, Bad Day at Black Rock, Sin City, and Bedtime Stories. If you want to watch along with the show, you can go to monsteroftheweek.cool slash schedule and find out when we're covering episodes and what week they're going to be coming out. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, the podcast Twitter is at MOTWcast. Chris, you're on Twitter at... At Local Bones. At Local Bones. Um, if you like Chris, he has a podcast called the Chomp Chain Podcast where him and his buds talk about video games, and it is absolutely delightful. I would highly recommend it. You can find hey, me on thanks, Twitter pal. at JG Greer. That's exactly what I wrote in the iTunes review, by the way, in case you guys want some template to work with. Like, that's just something pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. I do other podcasts. You can go check those out. Um, and I guess that's about it, right? We good? Yeah, I don't. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week with the next series of episodes. And have a great one until then. <laughs> you really say whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. So I remember, I remember Stephen saying that the um, Ghostface is website was I'm still holding Uh, well, my cat was locked in the closet. I don't know how he got in there. I don't know how long he's been in there. <laughs> well, I mean, does it smell weird? Because <laughs> that's the first clue of how long he's no, been it in didn't, there. No, it didn't smell weird, so that's. I guess that's a good start. Uh, and then I opened the door, and he came out, and he was just looking at me. He's like, anything else? Don't you uh, don't you owe me an apology or something? I was like, no, I don't. Get the fuck out of my <laughs> You're a fucking cat. <laughs> I don't owe you shit. <laughs> I mean, I opened the closet this morning. I assume he just went in there then. So, <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> Felt like he was gonna do anything else today. He's a fucking cat. He's not gonna do anything with his life at all. Let me get my notes out. I don't even know if I like these episodes, so let's talk some shit. I kind of, uh, I kind of don't like these episodes. I was, because uh, it's been maybe a few days since I read them or since I watched mm-hmm. them, and I made notes, and I was like, "What the fuck happens in these episodes? I don't even remember." Yeah, there's gonna I be very, a lot of that. I, I very much uh, like don't. Um, dig uh, this the seven sins thing. I think this is real dumb. No. This is a yeah. real bad concept for a monster. I uh, well, I'll get into it, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's real fucking dumb. I don't know how to spell cholesterol. Not no one does. Is it cholesterol or cholesterol? It's cholesterol. C H O L, right? Yeah, because that could I mean that could be cholesterol. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not saying that it's a, it's not a word, so we'll just get with that. <laughs> See, the thing was, so everybody always is like, "Oh, you're an English major, you should know how to write." First of all, I graduated fucking four years ago at this point. Uh, second of all, 
that doesn't mean I have to spell, right? I know yeah. how, how many spelling to... tests did you take in college, Chris? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> See, <laughs> they stopped doing that shit, and you stopped learning how to spell words. Yeah. I was always bad at spelling anyway. But the thing is, it doesn't matter because you have fucking spell check. And when you don't, when you're writing on paper, you just scribble enough. So people are like, I think that that's what that word. I think he just wrote cholesterol. I mean, it fits within the context of the sentence. So we'll just continue on. I never had to try. I even I didn't, I don't care. As long as you're using the right form of there, you're fine. Oh, man. I, I fucked that up the other day, too. And I felt real stupid. So I've, I've made like several like real bonehead tweet mistakes lately. I'm just I'm fucking tired of it. Is that why you are quitting? Don't give yeah, a skeleton. That's why I made that tweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's become a habit of Brian Wade and now my wife to um, favorite every tweet that I make a typo in. Which just oh, so now no. every time I get like a like from Brian Wade, I go look at it. I'm like, God, motherfucker, God damn it, pisses me off. You should start just do one episode, just just one, and just see what the reaction is. Present it in, the, in a normal way, but do one episode that's just about skeletons. Just nothing but skeletons. <laughs> just like super, like like interesting stories about or like facts about yeah. skeletons. How did like, you get involved with the ske- in the skeleton business? Yeah. So we there was a kid skeleton. This is a weird, that's where we start the story. I wasn't there, but like all my other friends were there, like Joe Dylan, there. Everybody was there. Everyone was just hanging out. I think they must have been early high school age, so like you know, fifteen, sixteen. And for some reason, they're walking through a cemetery and they see this grave that like looked like it was dug up or something and there was like wooden boards like sticking out of it so they go over and they take a peek and they're like oh my god you can just like see a skeleton in there like what the fuck is going on this is um, definitely not but they weren't gonna they were just shoving kids into this holes. is 100 <laughs> a real story they were just shoving kids into holes in the ground that's what this is <laughs> <laughs> and so so somebody so this this goth kid um he he came riding in on his bike and he was like what are you guys doing and they were like, There's, you can fucking see a skeleton in there. And he was like, no, you can't. And he went and looked, and he's like, oh, yeah, you can. And since he was a goth kid, he just jumped in and like started like pulling at the bones or something. From, I, I don't really know what happened from there. But I do know that he jumped into this dug-up grave. And from then on, everybody called him Bones. So... <laughs> don't... Chris, did you know that um, if your hand is Can I be on your, your podcast? Face, you, uh, you have cancer? Did you know that? I don't think all of my friends are lying to me, Jeremy, okay? Yeah, I think all of your friends are lying to you, 100%. This story's existed for too long now. I can't go back on it. I'm pretty sure that like 90% of that story is real. Yeah, except everything about the bones and the guy. Yeah. And like they just called him bones because he probably got like a boner in sixth grade at one time or something. It was probably something in the hole that looked vaguely uh, like it but, could have like, been a bone. Yeah, <laughs> there was just some chalk. There was just a little chalky substance in there. Or it something. was a little chalk. It was just uh, a stick. It was a brown stick. It was a brown stick. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure bones turn brown after a while. <laughs> sure, yeah. Seen that somewhere? Oh man, we've been watching. Uh, my wife watched uh, that Kaylee Anthony documentary mm-hmm. that came out this it's week. Casey, but yeah. Well, it's the kid's name is Kaylee. <laughs> goddammit it! Um, oh, fuck that. I'm sorry that I just actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's Casey. I'm um, actually Jeremy. <laughs> 
but they also, keep real quick, sh- could you go fuck yourself? They keep showing pictures of this like kids' bones on the TV, and it's really distress- oh. really gross and distressing. And I don't know, I I didn't particularly like. I don't think that I really like true crime that much. I think I've just came yeah. to that conclusion recently because I I listened to that podcast you recommended that Up and Vanished, mm-hmm. and I didn't really I didn't really dig that very much. Like, no offense, like you don't give a shit, but like I just didn't. It's, dig it. Yeah, I didn't. It's not my podcast. Yeah, I, d- I didn't <laughs> think you would care. Uh, I told Autumn to listen to it. She's gonna listen to it this week because I was like, you yeah. probably would like this. But yeah, I don't. I just don't think I like true crime like i don't ever want to see anything about joan benet ramsey again like i'm i just don't like i'm good yeah joan benet ramsey bumped me out i had a dream about her when i was a little kid so just sort of fucked up my whole life i feel like oh, um, oh really do you want to get into the details of that he says i don't well, know if you can hear my grin through the mic but i'm grinning you must have heard this before <laughs> i had a dream that when i was five years old that i like Okay, in real life, when I was five, I got this ill Power Ranger like weapon set from like my grandmother or something, and I was like, "This is so sick! It's way sicker than my five-year-old birthday party right now." So I like I left the room and like went into my dining room at my old house and and went under the table and just started playing with my sweet Power Rangers toys. So I had a dream of that exact same thing happening, but when I went under the table to go play with my toys, Jamie Ramsey was there. She was covered in blood, and I woke up from that like, "What the fuck?" She was trying to tell me something in the dream, and ever since then. I've been into true crime. That's oh, not how that story ends. That is the worst <laughs> origin story. And yeah. that's how I got my spider powers, says Chris. <laughs> yeah. Ever since that day, I've had a mild interest in true crime. Yeah. Oh, just, just a little bit of an interest. Not not big. Not yeah. big. I'm not obsessed with it, but like I, you know, I listen to podcasts here and there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I have re- do you have reoccurring dreams at all? I haven't in a long time, but I have in the past. I had some like pop. I had one pop up uh, recently, um, and I don't know. Like we were, we were kind of like out drinking and partying one day, and I went to bed early, and like I woke up the next day, and it was one of those things where I recognized what was going on. Like I remember, even now, like I remember what happens in the dream, although it's totally nonsensical. And the only thing more boring yep. than two white guys talking on a podcast is <laughs> two white guys talking about their <laughs> dreams on a podcast. But uh, like I remember the dream, and I like got up and like went to get some water, and I was like, man, I just want to lay down and not have that fucking dream anymore. And then lay down, and it just picked up right from where it fucking left off. Oh, and I was man. like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> What was that tweet that was going around? It said like there were like four types of podcasts. Yeah, um, <laughs> millennials like going on about, about things. things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people have been talking over each other, and I was like, yeah, I got that one. <laughs> uh, and video games, right? Like that was the. Yeah. I should find that incredibly spot on. Oh, I think the other category was true crime. Actually. Oh, yeah, it was actually true crime because that's what got uh, Autumn and I started on all of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, oh, hey, okay, hey. the roads, the road so far, the Winchester brothers are in the demon hunting business and business is good. <laughs> you like that? This is good. Yes. It's my little sister read that one. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi guys. So the Winchester brothers are in the demon hunting business and business is good. Hey, quick question for you. I haven't asked you this in quite a while, but, um, are you in the cut? I currently? am in the cut. Are you in the cut? Okay. I'm, I am. am it's funny you should ask. I am in the cut. Okay. We are both in the cut. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. I, I'm pretty sure that's a millennial thing. That's something I, don't that only, I don't know what it means either. It's only something that like a, somebody that was born after 1990 would understand. <laughs> that's what Joe says when we record. It's because he's the one wearing the headphones, so he's, he's in the cut. I, I don't know how. I don't know anything about Monster of the Week. 
No, I'm sorry. Chomp Chain Podcast. <laughs> we just sit in a room. I don't know why I said that. We now have a table, which is, you know, that's a pretty big come up. But that's just because Joe bought a table. So, But you, you guys were at Dylan's for the last episode? Yeah, we just recorded on his cell phone because we we're like, okay, we're not going to be able to like make this work any other way. So, um, let's do it. it the audio something. actually was surprisingly okay. Like, I think if Steve had been, like I know closer, you guys would have been fine. Yeah, he's hard to understand anyway. Sorry, Steve. I bet, uh, I bet Joe listened to that and went like, why the fuck did I spend $500 on mics and interfaces? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I could have just put a fucking like... iPhone in the middle of the table and just called it a goddamn yeah. day. <laughs> well, it's because when we, when we do, uh, regular chomp chain at some point somebody farts and we have to open a window so it just fucks up the audio even more as long as it's consensual yeah as long as it's consensual (laughs) and not with the fucking werewolf then we're fine okay yeah we're good (laughs) I got a text out of the blue uh, from Autumn that just said um is, is Chris defending this werewolf fucking? And I was like, I don't know. I don't remember what we talked about at all. I don't remember if I am either. <laughs> Which all, right. all I know is that she was cured and then he fucked her. Yeah, he was cured and then... And then. <laughs> we all know what happened then. Oh.